the Weekly Warp Pipe. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Weekly Warp Pipe, a podcast dedicated to retro video games, 80s and 90s toys, and all things nostalgia. This week, we're jumping in the Warp Pipe and going back in time and checking out the Game Gear. That's right. Last week's episode, we discussed the history of the Game Boy, so it only seemed right that we do the Game Gear this week. Maybe you guys grew up having a Game Gear instead of a Game Boy, so hopefully we'll jog some nostalgia memories on this topic. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. What's up, everyone? I'm Russ Lyman. What's up, guys? I'm Jay, NES Addict. Welcome to the Weekly Warp Pipe. We're taking you back once again. That's right. Can't wait to do this one, because this is a personal favorite of mine. (laughs) Yeah, we did uh, Game Boy history and memories last episode so it only felt right that this episode would be the game gear that's right i may be the nes addict but i'm also a game gear addict (laughs) (laughs) nice nice hey before we get into it we'll do uh some um talking of what's going on um what i know jay has something awesome to share oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) for those of you watching you can see behind me this amazing World of Nintendo sign. For those of you listening, um, I had the pickup of a lifetime, and I got a World of Nintendo KB Toy Store uh, fiber optic sign this week um, for fifty dollars, and uh, I couldn't be more <laughs> excited about it. So I didn't yeah. even know it, it lit up. You sent me a picture of it, and I was like, "That's pretty dope." It's like this black box that says KB, and then World of Nintendo, and then you got one of it lighting up, and it like sparkles. And <laughs> it's oh, insanity. Did you look up the value on that? It's got to be like a few thousand dollars. So what I've been told uh, from Retro Rick and um, Collector's Luck, I think, is where he got this from. Who I also have spoken with since. Because when you get something like this, people come out of the woodwork to be like, whoa, you want to sell it? You know, all mm-hmm. this stuff. Oh, yeah. um, I hear it's in the in the eight to ten thousand dollar range. Get out of town. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of insanity. So if you need a new car, you could always just sell that. Yeah. Or a kidney or whatever. Yep. <laughs> well, um, see if I could top you with pickups. I haven't gotten it yet. But. Uh... I'm Are you going up. back? No. <laughs> no. Different topic. Um, I'm having a baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that trumps it. That trumps it. That's a human life. Yeah, That's the, always wins. That's the crazy. going to be here in, in January. It's going to be a girl, baby Gwen. Oh, I love the name. Yeah, so me and me and the wife are excited. We did our official Facebook announcement. So I posted on YouTube as well. If um, you guys caught the video and on Instagram and everything, we we got T-shirts. Mine says Player One. Hers says Player Two, and then across her belly says Player Three. And we put a uh, a Yoshi egg and a princess crown. <laughs> That's amazing. I love yeah, it. so we're super excited. Um, her one of her uh co-workers actually got us before he knew the gender we got a luigi uh onesie <laughs> that's amazing that's but amazing. i was like that's fine I'll, I'll still put her in it i'm sure we'll get a princess peach one have you guys been doing like a lot of nesting and stuff like getting the the nursery already and all that jazz um so, yeah kind of we so we're preparing the other side of the condo because we um bought bought the condo next to us and we opened it up and so the bedroom in that condo is going to be my new game room and our current bedroom will be the nursery. 
Um, so we, we haven't got a chance to put anything in there until the other side of the condo is done. So we got a few months uh, to get it done, though. So that's going great. And then, hey, I want to do a quick shout out to uh, Retroholic16. He actually ordered a uh, weekly warp pipe mug. You got a bit by bit hat and some stickers, so uh, much appreciate it. So, are you saying that Retroholic sixteen beat me to getting the bug? <laughs> oh man, blast it! October, <laughs> October, we'll shoot for October. There we go. Yeah. All right. Hey, that's what's going on in our lives, some, um, and we're gonna get into some Game Gear um, goodness. I'm gonna read you guys some brief history on the Game Gear. Um, says Game Gear is an 8-bit fourth generation handheld game console released by Sega on October 6, 1990 in Japan, April 91 in North America. The Game Gear primarily competed with Nintendo's Game Boy, Atari Lynx, and NEC's Turbo Express. It shares much of its hardware with the Master System and can play Master System games via the use of the adapter. The Game Gear has a full-color backlit screen with a landscape format, making technologically superior handheld to the Game Boy. Yes. Nailed technologically it superior. <laughs> got it, Russ. Yeah, this dude. Thing, this thing is a beast. I got mine handy-dandy right here. Yeah, mine is in this case right here. Nice. I can get it out if need be. Um yeah so the game boy the game boy did not catch my attention but uh i remember going to my friend chris sullivan's house mm -hmm. oh it was probably christmas after christmas of 92 i would imagine and uh what did he have but him and his sister both had game gears both and of them really every time well, his grandmother always bought both of them the same thing so wow. it's not like arguing okay so no arguing perfect yeah and uh Every time I went to Chris's house, like, so, like, so you want to play Game Gear? And he's like, I don't not, I mean, not really. You know, like, it's more like a solitary kind of thing, you know, because it's like a handheld. Right. Um, but I was obsessed with it. And for that whole year, I thought about Game Gear. And in 93, I finally got one. Boom. Only took took a little bit. It took 12 months. <laughs> I remember the story I have of Game Gear. Um, had a Game Boy growing up. And... I can't remember which friends, but some of my friends had the Game Gear. And I thought it was pretty neat. Okay, it's in color, you know, um, looks pretty sweet. And I remember in school, we were doing a persuasive essay. And you had to choose a topic. And I chose the Game Gear on how to persuade my parents to buy me one. <laughs> it was like uh, it was like the kid from uh, Christmas Story, like his uh, Red Rider. Uh, right, right. Friend. The whole thing, something like that. So, you know, some of the key things I was putting in, like, you know, my other friends have Game Gear so I can trade games with them or borrow them. Um, you know, it's it's got a, a backlit screen so I could play it at night and, and road trips and this and that. But it ended up working. I believe I got it for birthday Christmas. My birthday is December 19th, so it's close to Christmas. Yeah. So a lot of times I would get like one big ticket item if it was like expensive, like as a combined gift. Nice. Yeah, I remember um, we were leaving for um, Myrtle Beach to go see my family um, like the 23rd or 24th of before Christmas of 93. Yeah. And my dad took me to a service merchandise. Oh, nice. And it was 
the other big thing that was going on at that time was Mortal Kombat 2 or Mortal Kombat just in general. Okay. Uh, was like a huge thing. So my dad, a Baptist minister, let me get uh, Game Gear paired with Sonic 2 and mm-hmm. one game. And of course, I picked Mortal Kombat. And I couldn't believe you let me get it because of the blood code. And I'm sure he'd heard something about it. I don't know. But anyway, oh, he, I was bet. Like, he was like, sure, go for it. <laughs> He's like, stay off drugs. You can beat people up and see blood. It's fine. That's right. And you rip their spines out of their head like Sub-Zero does. <laughs> Some other facts to improve upon the design of their competition. Sega modeled the Game Gear with a similar shape to a Genesis controller. Hmm. I didn't do that. I mean, thick, a thick boy, I guess. With the idea of being that the curved surfaces and longer length would make the Game Gear more comfortable to hold than the Game Boy. I don't ever really remember getting super fatigued holding it. I did like the wider... Mm-hmm. the wider stance of it the wider stance of the game gear you know over the the game boy and uh, right for, for me it was just all about the color man that made mm-hmm. the hugest difference yeah yeah seeing the color graphics especially if you're playing mortal Kombat, so you can see red blood instead of like green yeah or so or whatever exactly <laughs> yeah what uh what games did you get with yours or was did it have a pack-in game did you get columns or I don't know. I probably had columns. I never played columns much, though. It was it didn't quit quite hit like Tetris. Yeah, I was just like, eh. I mean, Sonic, you're like, OK, Sega, I'm getting Sonic. Right. Like, that's what I want to play on there. Um, I remember um, what's that? What's that game? Shakan? Shakan? Oh, Chinkin the Forever Man? Chinkin, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember or whatever like, it is. The, the like the hat with the like gray face and you get swords and stuff like that. I wanted to like the game. I just couldn't get anywhere in it. I thought yeah. it was a cool concept. Um, I, I'm gonna say that seems to be the problem because the Game Gear screen is is a like a scrunched aspect ratio. So like even in Sonic, like you can't see as far as ahead as you can in like Sega. Like on the Genesis, yeah, right, yeah. Um, I remember wanting that Chain Candy Forever Man. I think I'm saying that right. If I'm not, let me know. But um. I remember wanting that based off the the images that you could see on like the marketing, you know, I was like, oh, it looks so rad. And Streets of Rage looked cool on there too. Oh yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But one of the games that I was really, really wanting when uh, I got my Game Gear was like Echo the Dolphin just looks so majestic. Okay. <laughs> so somebody bought me Echo the Dolphin like that same Christmas. Mm-hmm. And um, I played that game for three days straight until I beat it. Wow. It there was you go. it was so good, dude. I played it a couple of years ago. I played it probably like eight years ago. Yeah. When I first got back into retro gaming. And it was just as good. I was like, really? So, yeah, I love it. So if you don't have it and you ever have like some time, the great thing about Echo is as a password save. So you don't have to oh, do good. it all, all at once. It'd be a good, uh, you know, rental. Did they I would say good rental game? Do they, did they rent handheld games that I don't even remember now? Probably, but I don't maybe know. Some, maybe at like mom and pop shops. Maybe. Yeah, like they had to at some point. I'm gonna read some comments. I posted on on Facebook and Twitter. Um, we were talking about the Game Gear. What memories did you have, Carl, my buddy? I know he's into Game Gear. He says, "Well, I have many things to say about the Game Gear. It's just an underrated console compared to the Game Boy. Yes, it destroys batteries, but it was ahead of the time and it had a full color screen backlit." So wonderful to play in the dark. Unfortunately, the third-party support just wasn't there like Nintendo had, but all the Sonic the Hedgehog games 
all the wonderful ports still have a great place in my heart. And considering I'm doing a mod on my Game Gear and redoing the whole thing, I can really appreciate it, um, the console as it is. Yeah, that's awesome. Sure. Joe Sheevy says, I love the Game Gear so much. Lots of awesome memories playing Road Rash, Sonic, Lion King, and portable sports games. Nice. <laughs> I burned through batteries, but thankfully got the portable charger pack. I think Road Rash was the game that I put the most hours in. I wish that series was still around. Yeah, like I never I know that was like a big thing Nintendo used to like fight back as like the battery life was being like four around three and a half to four hours. But I combated that pretty easily because I always carried um, an AC adapter, mm -hmm. which if I'm not mistaken, it came with my Game Gear. So you could just plug it right into a wall if you were at a house. Right. And, yeah. And, yeah. It, and if I was ever in a car, they made car adapters so I could plug it right into the cigarette lighter. Mm -hmm. So the whole battery thing was like a moot point to me. There, it was very rare when I was like somewhere where I, there wasn't like some kind of an outlet around me where I could get to. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it's just a way, something for them to poke at. Be like, oh, well, it takes six batteries. And you it was a, get two yeah. hours of battery life. I was never like at a park and like, hmm, I think I'm going to play game here. No, I was like running around <laughs> and playing at the park, you know, it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> uh, Joe Dunbar, Nintendo, he says, never owned one, but would play with the friends. I mostly remember the scroll, uh, the scrolling being too blurry, especially with the Sanic games. <laughs> which is a shame because the games were gorgeous also i love jay he's cute yeah and i love joe me and joe <laughs> uh we have a secret relationship there uh, we go <laughs> secrets out now yeah i said it, the game you know it's color you're looking at it um but sometimes you know that contrast you're kind of fighting between um having it a little bit darker so the colors are richer but then you can't see it so you almost got to boost it yeah but then it's washed out yep yeah right it's hard finding that happy medium. Yeah, definitely. Um, um I'll read ahead. I'll read two more and then we'll get some in. Uh Kevin says I actually just started getting into this this year. I have three games Power Rangers, Sonic 2, and Sonic Chaos. Which one do nice. I have? I don't have I have I have Sonic 2 and Sonic Triple Trouble right there. So I can tell you a code for Sonic 2 if, in case you don't know it. It's a stage select code. Oh, okay. What's what's the code, Jay? So when the game starts up, you hold down down and left and one and two, but make sure your finger can hit the start button. When Tails and Sonic come on, you're going to see Tails blink three times. It's like blink, blink, blink. When he blinks that third time, hit start right when his eyes closed, and it'll take you to a stage select screen. Can I do, do it, it live on here? Do it. Do it, Russ. It's that fire. You don't got to blow the cartridge. It didn't start. It didn't start. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> All right. You can hold down, hold down and left and, and one and oh, two. Oh, right now. Okay. And make sure your finger can hit the start button. Okay. And Tails is blinking. He's going to go. He's going to go blink, blink, blink. Listen to the rad music. When I started it up, I was surprised how loud the speaker is. It's just got that mono sound just jamming out the left here. I can't even see Sonic. Is he still chasing Robotnik? I got to wait till after that. I think okay. so. Yeah, he's flying away. Okay. And it should show Sonic and Tails in the little circle thing. He's right. Go, they're waiting blink, to come. Blink, blink. And on the okay, there we one. go. Okay. 
One, two. No, I didn't do it right. Dang it. Failed. Epic failure. Epic failure. There's Sonic, though. We'll try it again. You guys can try it at home. That's right. <laughs> Some other comments we said. Um, let's see. Bobby says, got one for Christmas in 1995. Absolutely loved it. I alternate it mainly between two games, Spider-Man and Shakan, the Forever Man. There we go. I also had the TV tuner and watched TV on the bus to school field trips with it. Met That's the creator amazing. of Shakan last year and shared my fond memories with him and got my copy signed. Game Gear was a big deal for me growing up. Dude, that's awesome, Bobby. What here's another you? Here's another fantastic Game oh, Gear. Oh, Shinobi. Shinobi is so dope. All right, let's see if we can do this. You're trying that one there? I I'm going to try mine. I'll let you fire it up. We'll read some other comments here. Uh, <laughs> Keenan says, way better than the stupid Game Boy. But unfortunately, I skipped that and went with the Sega Nomad. All right, Jay's firing up his Game Gear. I can't get a good visual on it. Yeah, I can see him running there. Your screen's definitely less scratched than mine. Jamming out. All right, they're going through all their background stuff when Sonic comes to the screen and Tails is there. Here we go. Blink. Blink. Oh, I didn't get it. I missed it. All right, Jay, hang on. Jay failed his. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get it again. All right, you work on that. You um, talk, and I'll get this. My buddy Mark, who we hung out at Too Many Games, is a big um, Game Gear fan. He said, yes! I know he's excited for this episode. The Game Gear was my first handheld. I still have my original Game Gear as a kid. I also fixed mine with the video and audio issues. I'm currently going for a complete U.S. set. I'm just shy of 100 games left. I also remember going through tons of AA batteries just to play it. I now play my games on the Mega SG with the Game Gear adapter. Nice. Yeah. So I was with Mark at too many games and I think he picked up maybe three or four games. We were kind of going boot the boot, seeing what he can get. There we go. Jay's got it. If you can, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the uh, zone select right there. Perfect. So what I learned just now is you can hit start to get through that animation screen and get oh. straight to the one screen. And then that way you don't have to wait for it. I gotcha. But anyway, I just had to prove I could do it. Um, let's see. All right. So jump back to some facts here. It said it was developed under the name Project Mercury. The Game Gear was released in North America in 91, originally retailing for $149.99. The Game Gear was developed to uh, compete with the Game Boy, which Nintendo had released in 89. $150. Bucks. Grandma here, dropped $300 for... <laughs> Yeah, because kids, they got those early on. I can't remember what I paid. I think I feel like we paid uh, like one uh, like ninety nine or like one nineteen or something. It was like a between low, like one hundred and one hundred twenty. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, a little reduced price on it. Um, a couple games that I have. I also have NBA Jam. Nice. 
classic one for sure. And I was trying to play this, not as fun as I would hoped, but uh, Krusty's Funhouse. Yeah, that game sucks on the NES too. So I was like, oh, Simpsons, great. Nope, not great. <laughs> so skip that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do recommend Shinobi. If you don't already have it, it's a great one. I've never beaten it. The mm-hmm. last level is like kind of confusing. I feel like I've went through it every way possible. I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch a playthrough and see the correct order. Gotcha. It's like a it's like a boss run. Okay. We'll go through some accessories. We kind of basically uh, talked about all these accessories through everyone's comments and stuff, but um, some of the accessories they have was the Master Gear Converter, which allows you to play Sega Master System games on your uh, Game Gear. So, you know, insert where the games go, and then you would take your Master System game, put it right into there, and you now you're playing. I need to find one of those. Masters. There was a bunch that was developed. It says... The history of the device is not fully understood. It was developed by the Hong Kong company Calplus, Calplus, um, originally released late in 91. However, there are many different varieties of this device, some officially branded by Sega. So the distribution chain remains a mystery. Weird. Yeah, but I looked on eBay. Yeah, it's like it's like 10, 15 of them. So they all are do they the expensive? same thing. I didn't see how much they were. I was just showing pictures. And like on a site. Um, okay, I, gotcha. I imagine they can't be that much expensive. I'm going to look on eBay and see. Um, something else was the TV tuner. That's right. Watch some TV on your game gear. TV tuner, also known as TV auto tuner in Japan, is a Sega game gear accessory, which allows a user to watch analog television on the system's built-in screen. Sega was keen to advertise the TV tuner shortly after the system's launch for two distinct reasons. Firstly, because handheld televisions were still a relatively new invention and a dedicated system was still quite pricey in the early 90s. And secondly, because in order to cope with the color television signal, you would require a color screen, something Nintendo's Game Boy lacked and which Sega were happy to point out at every given opportunity. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) I remember the commercials for those. And basically it was like they were hitting hard where you can watch like sports games yeah right so if you're a dad or maybe someone older and you don't want to like miss a sports game and you're going somewhere get your game gear get your tv tuner good to go watch football no matter where you're at right yeah that's funny uh i remember wanting the tv tuner so bad because the idea of being able to watch tv like on the go right mind blown back then was so appealing to me because all i wanted to do was watch cartoons all the time right so you're so, like, oh, if I'm going on a on a field trip, pull up my game gear and watch some Simpsons. That's right. Whatever the case may be. <laughs> uh, a few other accessories they had was the um the battery pack. The official game gear battery pack is a rechargeable battery pack for the game gear and was first released by Sega. It provides an alternative to spending a fortune on AA batteries by having something that can be charged and reused. So basically it was like a Similar to what the Game Boy had, it was like a cylinder thing that can clip onto your belt and had a cord that would either plug into the wall and then one port would plug into your Game Gear if you were charging it or take it out of the wall and throw it in your fanny pack and you're good to go. Bam, done. They had a couple Game Gear magnifiers 
Yeah. Um, one was the Magni Gear by Bishu. So basically it just clipped onto the bottom of the game gear and then hovered over the screen just to make the screen a little bit bigger, easier to see. It didn't need a light because it was already backlit. Nice. Yeah. And then, of course, carrying cases. You got your game gear and a bunch of games. How are you going to get around when you're bringing it over your friend's house? Carrying case. Right. Hey, you know what? The the acai-ware one that you're talking about, this is it. Because look, look right here. Oh, it's, oh, the company. Yeah, it says it right there. Oh, yeah. So that's that's that one. Nice. Yeah, that one's a like a hard shell case. So they didn't they they missed the beat on making a giant Game Gear shaped case. Dude, you're like right. This Boy. is like the perfect shape. So oh man, there's there's just like a black like uh, glossy case, and it says Game Gear. There was two uh, two variations. There's that one, and. Let's see. There was another one. Look, this Russ, is called the carry all. It says carry all right there. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there was another yeah. one that almost has like a master system sticker. It's like the that grid pattern, the white with the uh, blue stripes, and it says Sega Game Gear carry all. This um, case was at my local game store for like two or three years in the back, okay. like up on this shelf. And every time I saw it, I was like, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. And finally, one day, I was like, I'm getting that today. And they're like, sweet, you've been saying it for years. <laughs> they're like, finally. Oh, let me show you guys a picture real quick for those of you watching. That's me in 1993 with the LA Kings jersey on playing. I was either playing Mortal Kombat, Sonic, or um, Sonic 2, or uh, Echo the Dolphin. Nice. Just lounging out. Just lounging out. Yep, <laughs> chilling. Let's see. I got some uh, comments on Twitter. Um, Leon says the Sega Game Gear came out only two years after the first Game Boy. Yes, 30 years later, the screen looks horrible. But at that time, Game Gear versus DMG in terms of screen size and quality, no contest. Um, who else we got? I know Aldo left the comment. Here he is. I was blown away as a kid seeing Mortal Kombat run on a handheld and in color, no less. Of course, it was, it was a neutered port, but eight-year-old me didn't care one bit. That's for sure. Yeah, I definitely had had Mortal Kombat on there. Two, one, two, down up. Start. That's, that's your blood code. <laughs> um, who else we got? The Deviant Rich never had one. A friend did, and I thought a couple of the games they had were cool. That thing also drank batteries like water thirsty it's thirsty you got to get the rechargeable ones that's right and you can just plug in and you're good to go get the wall plug um ray 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 dog modding it with the mick will screen and playing the master system version of sonic tool 2 in full res yeah so that's so there's a big thing you can replace this screen with a much nicer screen a well backlit screen um high resolution and you can also get um like ion lithium batteries in here so then you're just like it's like a 3ds or whatever you just plug it in the wall and charge it but is it worth it i don't know because those mods are very pricey you almost can sink like two three hundred dollars into a game gear to like fully mod it out to the best uh it could possibly be and um i don't know if people want to spend that much money you're going to spend more money on that on diapers soon, buddy. 
That is true. That is true. <laughs> Start using some re- reusable ones. <laughs> um, but they also have a lot of awesome color variations. It's true. I've seen. They had a really cool red one. There yep. was a blue one. I forget what like special editions they were. I don't know yeah. if you remember. I don't remember. I know the blue one was pretty cool. Um, there's a red one here on. I, don't, I think this is supposed to be a custom case. It says Magic Knight Ray Earth. Well, definitely nowadays you can get um, a lot of like cool replacement shells and stuff like that. Yeah, the blue one looked really cool. It's like basically Sonic blue. I mean, you want to get a blue one, right? For Sonic. Yeah. Um, wasn't the Game Gear also like re-released? In like the early 2000s or like the late 90s, I can't I want to say that's I need to look that up real quick. So maybe what you're referring to, they did release a um, a Game Gear mini. Console, which I thought was ridiculous. (laughs) It's because they were jumping in on like, you know, they have those um, the the mini systems. You could get the NES classic, the SNES. They did a Sega PlayStation. And they decided for whatever reason to do a small, way smaller than what this is, Game Gear. It's like the size of like a Game Boy Micro almost. Um, and some people got them and picked them up. Um, I didn't. But if you're really into Game Gear, then yeah. Why yeah, not? I did not get one either. I got the uh, the Sega Classic System. I, di- I didn't even open it. I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. You ready for this? Okay, what do you got? Though the system was no longer supported by Sega, in 2000, third-party developer Majesco Entertainment released a version of the Game Gear at $30 US, with games retailing retailing at $15 US. What? Wow. New games were released, such as the port of Super Battle Tank. This version was also compatible with all previous Game Gear games, but was incompatible with the TV tuner and some Master System converters. Over 10 years later, on March 2nd, 2011, Nintendo announced that their 3DS virtual console service on the Nintendo eShop would feature games from Game Gear. And then you just so play it, them on that. I knew I was right. 2000, wow. they released it. Isn't that crazy? $30, though? And the games were all at half, 15 bucks. I remember in the early 2000s, this is like a, this is like a my retro life kind of moment. Okay. It was like probably like 2003 or four. Yeah. I was walking through Walmart and they had this big metal bin in the middle of it. And there were all these sealed box game gear games. I remember seeing like NBA jam, I think was one that was in there a lot. Okay. And um, a couple other ones. And I was like, holy crap, it's 2003. Where did all these Game Gear games come from? My guess is that Walmart probably found some old new stock somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just sent them to their stores to see if they could get rid of it. Yeah. And they were probably dirt cheap. Oh, I'm sure they were like, they were, I can't believe I didn't buy one. But just to that, get one. Yeah. I'm sure they were probably like $5 or something. It probably. Yeah. It was probably like nothing. But like in my mind, like thinking back, I'm like, because I remember like, Tyler off of my retro life did this video where him and his dad were going to like different stores, like in the mid nineties, like long after the master system had been like forgotten about. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but people still had a few random master system games here and there and they were picking them up. But that's kind of what that reminds me of. It's like those things were just hanging out for some reason. (laughs) Looking for a home. 
I know. Dang it. Blew it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Do I have any other notes here? The carry all. Nope. That was the. Uh... Oh, well, I'll just read. So the case that Jay has the carry all by Ace ASIC wear. However, we say that ACI wear. Um, in the absence of official large cases in Europe, the carry all was adopted as a official Sega product. Although compared to the deluxe carry all cases seen prominently in North America, it does not carry all. The case has room for a Game Gear console, battery pack, AC adapter, TV tuner, and four games. While the deluxe carry all cases offer space for a super wide gear and eight other games. Dang. So you can fit your magnifying glass and, and more games in there. The one I got is just like a like a padded case. Yeah. It says but Sega. You can open the front and uh put some stuff in there. And then when you you open that up, it it has like a plastic cutout to put like your game gear. The the battery pack would go here, um, maybe a magnifier there and probably stack some games there or something like that. Mine was off-brand as well. I can't remember the name of the company. If I saw it in an image, I would um, I would know. I'm actually looking for it now. So here's a question for you, Russ. Have you ever beat any Game Gear games? No, I can say that. No. So I beat Sonic 2 because of, I'm sure it was because of that cheat code that I just showed you guys earlier. Yeah. I did beat Mortal Kombat and I did beat Echo the Dolphin. I never beat Shinobi. So three of the four games, because that was it. That was all I owned, four games. Okay. What about you? Um, I probably had th- three or four, but I can't say if I ever beat them. I I definitely remember playing Streets of Rage. I probably had Columns, but didn't play it much. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't stand out as much. I distinctly remember, um, one night though, being so excited. Um, I was going to bed and I pulled the covers up over my head, and then I had my Game Gear under the covers and I can play it and see the screen. And I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. <laughs> that is cool. Oh, here's that one uh, with the master system logo. Oh, the carrying case. Yes. Yeah. That's cool. I like but, that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll get back into it, you know, pick up a few games. I only currently have four games for the system. So maybe I could pick up Shinobi. You guys can leave some comments of uh, some games you think I should pick up. And maybe whether it's worth it to uh, to mod this out and get a you know good screen. Yeah, let us know. Sweet. Oh, hey, next week we're kicking off spooky season. Halloween's right. upon us. We're gonna have. There's actually five weeks in October because the first is on a on a Saturday, so we get five episodes of spookiness. Um, I believe the first one we're gonna be doing is. Uh, I think we're going to have my buddy Mike Levy as a special guest on talking Castlevania. We're going to discuss Castlevania one, two and three on the NES. Dude, that's right up my alley. I just beat Castlevania two on a live stream on TikTok the other night. Now he was live streaming it too. My buddy Mike was live streaming it the other night. That means I'm going to have to live stream it this week. And I beat it in color, which I've never done. I've never beat it fast enough to get a color ending. I always get the black and white ending. Oh, I'm like, what do you mean in color TV? So I was, I was cruising. And through it nice yeah we're also gonna have my buddy david apuzo on i believe the following week talking top 10 80s horror movies yeah love me some david apuzo so i don't know if we'll have any other special guests those are off the top of my head to grab but we got some other ideas for the other episodes so make sure you stay tuned follow us on uh 
wherever you're listening to, I guess we're on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google, or here on YouTube. If you want to check out my YouTube channel, just search Russ Lyman, L-Y-M-A-N, or you can check out Bit by Bit as well. Where can we find you, Jay? Uh, TikTok is my main source right now. Uh, also on YouTube and Instagram, NES Addict for all three, uh, some variation. And um, sometimes I stream on whatnot, but I haven't done it in a long time. <laughs> well, maybe my we'll name get to ain't it. Riff. That's it. Yeah, he's <laughs> week, doing the weekly streams. Sweet, guys. Well, we appreciate you listening. We hope you have a great weekend. And uh, as always, I'm Russ Lyman. Keep your world fun bit by bit. Take care, everybody. <laughs>